breaking news from The Athletic. This is Andy Staples and Ari Wasserman from The Athletic with breaking news. Urban Meyer, winner of three national titles as a college football coach, is headed to the pros. He'll be the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'll have the number one pick in the draft, probably Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. And the big question is, can he succeed in the pros like he did in college? This is a great opportunity for Urban Meyer. If you're going to go to the NFL, this feels like, hey, this is your best shot here. The best chance about being two and four is the chance to go three and four. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he. let's put it this way. I feel like when you've accomplished everything there is to accomplish in a sport, and granted, he isn't Nick Saban, and he hasn't won seven national titles in whatever years it's been, but he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish. He's built um, multiple programs in in college. He's won three national championships, two um, different schools, and you know he's at the point in his life where maybe he wants to try something different. I can understand that, and I think yeah. we both know this about about Urban. He has an insatiable desire to compete, and I think he's a very good uh, analyst. I truly believe that his gig at Fox Sports was fulfilling to a certain extent, but I think there's a bigger difference between talking about football and being entrenched in it than people realize. And, you know, as much as it is for us to talk about it, I mean, it's completely fulfilling for me to talk about it, but being a coach is his true passion. Yeah. So the question is, A, can he recalibrate his brain to accepting the fact that it's a different sport and you don't have to go 12-0 and 0 or 16-0 and 0 and like 10-6 and 6 is a good season? And two, will the lack of recruiting and um, – all the stuff that comes along with being a college coach energize him to do all the other things well. And of course, three, his health, which is, I'm sure, all topics that we'll get into on this podcast. But it is crazy that we are. If you would have asked me in 2017, right after he signed his best class in Ohio State history, would he be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2021? I would have bet my life that he wouldn't be. So don't gamble with your life, guys. Uh, it's not, <laughs> I always thought it would be like the Cowboys or something, you know, if it ever came to it. I never not knew that it'd be a, a team like that. But as you mentioned, Andy, this is a hell of an opportunity, and to start off with Trevor Lawrence and a bunch of draft picks and some cap space, if you're going to take the – and he's very familiar with that area. Yeah. He loves Florida. You know, I, I think it's the perfect fit for for the attempt. Only about an hour and 15-minute drive from from the old lake house, which I'm assuming they're going to they're gonna keep. So, you know, you, you've got that situation where you've got the number one draft pick. I know everybody's going to say, well, now he's going to go take Justin Fields because he's a Buckeye. Let's put that to bed right now. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. And then you've got all these draft picks. You, you've got all this cap space. You can essentially remake this team. And look, it's a team that won one game in 2020. But it can be a completely different team next year. It can be competitive right away. I don't know if it's a playoff team right away. But when you have this many draft picks and this much cap space, it is definitely a chance to completely remake the organization. And that's the something, you know, the Jaguars, it's interesting because they were in the AFC Championship game in 2017. They had Blake Bortles. They had a really good defensive line back then, but they couldn't sustain that. So they're trying to create something that's sustainable. They'll try to build it around a top quarterback. Shad Khan, their owner, said that last, last week after he fired Doug Marone, basically said they've never had the real franchise quarterback. And... You know, I, I don't know if I'm here for that Blake Bortles slander, but that, that's probably true. <laughs> they, they have not had a, a real franchise quarterback. They will have that 
as well as anyone can in terms of, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the probably the top quarterback prospect in terms of tools since Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah. And listen, the NFL is not college football. You can go from worst to first pretty quickly. In college football, it takes years of recruiting classes and culture changing. And, you know, the jobs that Urban Meyer took when in school or in college, uh, like Ohio State, wasn't broken when he took over. But for the most part, when a new coach comes in, there's a reason why the old coach is gone. And it takes a while. But if you go into an NFL franchise and you're able to get a franchise quarterback right off the gate, why do NFL teams middle around for 10, 15 years not making the playoffs? If you go and you look at every single example of that, it's because they never found their quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you don't have anything. And that's like when he was at the Ohio State um, phase of his life, every year he was the rumored Browns candidate. Yes. And I always thought, like, that's kind of a dumb thing. But he's a Northeast Ohio guy. I can understand that he might have an emotional pull to the Browns, but they were a middling franchise who haven't, who didn't find their quarterback until recently. And even there, before this crazy playoff run, the Browns uh, didn't know what they had in Baker Mayfield 100. So like now, the fact that he can go into a call, I mean, an NFL franchise and get maybe the most can't miss NFL quarterback prospect there's been since Andrew Luck, not to mention that he has another first round draft pick and a ton of cap space. Like it's an ideal situation and it's in a part of the country that he's very familiar with. And he also doesn't have to call teenagers every night and fly around <laughs> right. the country to exactly. convince them to come and like all the things that come with it. Now, he may, I think have it's to, he may have to call Trent Williams or, or Alejandro Villanueva <laughs> if they're if they're trying to get a left tackle in free agency. But that that's one steak dinner. That's not yeah, that's yeah. Not the and, same thing. And you're allowed to buy the steak, I think. Um, yes. And like the idea of of all the other things that you have to do to be a successful college football coach, like waiting up all night, uh, worrying that somebody got in trouble. If that happens in the NFL, it's not your problem. You, you know, just and cut all the him. things. It's great. Yeah, it's over. And uh, you know the 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 tough thing about it is, is that I think that, or it's not tough, it's easy. I think it's less stressful to be the Jaguars head coach than it is to be Ohio State's coach. Or the or Florida's head coach. I, mean, I can tell you right now. Or Georgia's covered, or any other. Yeah, or I covered Urban Meyer at Florida. I live in Gainesville. I, I'm very, very close to Jacksonville. The pressure on the, the Florida coach, like Dan Mullen, Urban's former assistant, is going to get a lot more pressure than Urban Meyer is going to get. Now, Urban Meyer yeah. is going to put all that pressure on himself because that's who he is. But I think you're right. And, and the quarterback thing is so important because we just got done watching Nick Saban win his seventh national title as a college football coach. And he had that period with the Dolphins between LSU and Alabama. And it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. If you look, if you go back, uh, you, you see Nick Saban's defenses actually shutting down Tom Brady and the Patriots a little bit in division games. But they never quite got over the hump. And the reason they never quite got over the hump is Drew Brees failed his physical. If Drew Brees was the Dolphins quarterback and Nick Saban had him, I'm not sure Nick Saban goes to Alabama. Was was Nick Saban 500 in the NFL? I believe he was. Or, I, think right was I think he was right at 500 without a quarterback. Um, and I think that people view him as a failure in the NFL. I, I don't view him as a failure. I don't think he was in the NFL long enough to be a failure. Um, it takes time to find he, a quarterback. He was 15 and, and 17, so one one game yeah. off. Okay, so, you know, and in the NFL, that's not terrible. <laughs> We've seen no. coaches go 2 and 14, you know, like it happens. Well, you, um, you throw Drew Brees into the mix and it changes considerably. I mean, 
the the Saints get Drew Brees and they go win a Super Bowl, that could have been Nick Saban at Miami. Instead, he goes to Alabama and dominates college football and uh, ends up playing Urban Meyer in a couple classic SEC championship games. But, you know, the, the, the Urban Meyer thing, we, we've talked about this. He's a great recruiter, which doesn't matter anymore. He's a great culture builder, which does matter. He's a great evaluator of talent, which also does matter. So he does have skills that translate to the NFL level better than people would think. And the the part for me that I wonder about, the last time we saw him coaching, you know, we're watching that Maryland game before the, the week before they play Michigan, and Maryland pushes them to overtime. And he just he's physically ill on the sidelines. And the the pressure of losing and, and the threat of losing, it, it did that to him. You saw it at Florida in 2009, you saw it at Ohio State in 2018. How does he recalibrate his brain to accept the fact that you will lose in the NFL? As Mercury Morris often reminds us, only one NFL team's ever gone undefeated. You, you, can, you can win the Super Bowl and lose four or five games. Yeah, I, I think that you have to go into it with an understanding that it's just a different sport. You know, and I think that it's interesting that you bring up all the things that equate or, or, or go into the NFL and translate in terms of those skill sets. But those skill sets also have to be different and, and work for the different sport, too. Because, like, at Ohio State, the thing that he did so well was build that program. But what he built was a, um, a culture that was conducive to elite-level recruiting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- when you build programs that help – teenagers achieve their dreams it's different than managing people who already have achieved it and like i just like try to think in my head all the things that they used to do at ohio state like real life wednesday where they would have these ceos come in and talk to the kids on the team about internships and life after football or um you know, they had a motivational speaker or a, a motivational guy named tim kite who would come in and have like and he's a discussion. culture and organizational culture. guy who, who I'm sure the Jags are going to get get familiar with. But I would also pay money to watch him address millionaires. Like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? You like, could have the e plus the R e, The E plus R equals O. Like, like, that stuff. I don't know if people who are already in the NFL trying to win a Super Bowl are going to be as um, – as willing to accept those types of messages than uh, a college kid might. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's different. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics New Headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, just $3.99 a month. It's a great deal. Do it. Theathletic.com slash headline pod.